Hello and welcome to episode 90 of Mike's Open Journal. Uh, today, it's been a bit confusing because there's a couple of different things going on that I want to talk to you guys about. It's all kind of happening at the same time. Uh, so as you will have heard in the last episode, I recently spoke to Amir about WWE's WrestleMania that's happening this weekend. Um as I'm recording. Uh, so that's really exciting. I've also done a short blog post about that, which you can read um, over at the website through the blog. Um, and then earlier this week, I spoke to Bex, who is my amazing guest today, uh, about relationships and how that kind of links into our mental health. And then uh, yesterday, uh, there was a lot of stuff going on online around um, sex and the different in brackets rules uh, that we should have about sex um, spoken about by a TV reality again brackets celebrity um, so me and Bex decided that we really wanted to talk about that um, and I was potentially going to bring that to you guys first just because it's kind of topical at the moment uh, but we're just not both able to match our times up so what we're going to do is uh, give you guys this episode which is our first conversation about relationships uh, and then in the next week or so, uh, we're going to try and bring you kind of a follow-up episode, which we start to lead into almost, uh, which will be more about sex, our thoughts on um, that, on the different maybe issues that are affected by people with mental health around sex, but also um, just generically our thoughts, our opinions on uh, relationships and interactions around sex as well. So we're really delighted to be able to give you kind of two interactions uh looking initially just at relationships and then more so at sex in the next episode uh so yeah we're really excited to be able to just sit down and have this conversation but also to share it with you guys as well so i really hope you're on board and if you've got any thoughts or opinions about some of the stuff that we discuss uh please do um let us know which you can do obviously through the website or emails or whatever um but as you'll know most of the stuff we do we always direct through on twitter uh so if you want to talk to me that's at mike underscore douglas underscore and then bex is at bex helen um so you can have a chat with us and let us know what your thoughts are about some of the stuff that we're going to discuss today and in the next episode as well so thank you very much for joining me uh, again a reminder that if you'd like to come onto the podcast in the future please just get in contact send me a message over at mikesopenjournal.com or you can email me mike at mikesopenjournal.com uh, again thank you for listening and i'm going to drop you straight into our conversation where we talk about relationships uh, I think we spoke on uh, episode 74 a little bit about your story, Bex, and um, mm. we had a bit of an exchange, I think, last week, um, where we both kind of um, having different issues or thoughts around like relationships and dating and stuff like that. So yeah. um, we said it'd be really cool just to sit down and talk about it and oh, to have the chance to like sit and chat is, I don't know, it feels like a slightly weird thing, I guess, because... Um, like it's not something I feel like I would naturally do with someone. Um, and I guess that's kind mm. of why I really wanted to do it. I don't know. Like, does it feel weird to you? Or is this something you would do anyway? Well, talking about like relationships. Yeah. Um, not really. I think I've talked about it a bit with like people that I like and like people that I'd maybe want to be in a relationship with, but that's kind of it not really so much with kind maybe with my 
best friend as well, but that's kind of it. Yeah, I guess there's sort of elements that talk to about like maybe one or two people about sort of what's going on and yeah, um, like what you're feeling or thinking or some of the stuff that we're struggling with. So um, yeah, I just thought it sounded like we were kind of in similar sorts of situations mm. um, and then it's cool to kind of sit down. So I think maybe to start off, this is really weird now because I haven't <laughs> introed like I was going to do this, um, but maybe giving like a bit of an insight is into sort of where we are relationship wise um, in a general sense, um, if you're happy to do that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, so I'll go first. So it doesn't feel like I'm suddenly like, tell me about everything. Um, <laughs> so I've been, well, I met someone at speed dating uh, at the end of December, start of January. Um, so we've been dating for, what's that, about three, three months-ish. Is that right? Oh, nice. Um, and kind of meeting up sort of once a week. Um, there's been a couple of gaps where like we've both or one of us has been busy so we haven't been able to but generally like just taking it really slow I've said like that's quite a big thing for me um, and we'll go into that later um, but yeah just kind of keeping it really slow and steady um, and I think that's quite important for me because of experiencing previous relationships where they've maybe gone a little bit um quicker or I've got to a certain stage um and maybe thought oh, I'm not sure kind of what's going on here yeah. rather than being open about it at the beginning um and also having been married before um and having someone decide that that relationship was over for me it makes you quite conscious sometimes of some of the decisions you make at different yeah. stages later on um, and will probably affect some of the stuff that we talk about as well. Um, I don't know if you're happy to talk a little bit about your situation. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, I, oh, I don't really, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of, it's very kind of casual at the moment. I don't know if you can even say it's kind of dating because we get on really well, like the guy I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk often, um, like maybe see see each other i think the last time we saw each other was maybe like a month ago maybe mm-hmm. but like yeah it's i don't know it's kind of weird because we went out on a few dates and then we said you know let's just kind of you know no pressure let's just have it be sort of friendly mm-hmm. um i'm sure he knows that i like him i don't really hide it very well <laughs> um but like we it's kind of like being in a casual relationship without having addressed it and talked Mm. about it but like I think um we're both a bit sort of not I don't know if you'd say like afraid of commitment but I think we're both a bit like worried and have kind of walls built up when it comes to relationships but yeah that's pretty much so I I think it's I don't know I found I kind of think of it as being really important to try and just talk about it Mm. almost all the time because I think there's so much stuff that um that goes on in our heads um yeah and like you can't get away from that but at least if the other person's kind of I guess aware of that and 
they can make the decision that they are happy with that or not happy with that or whatever. Um, but then at least it kind of keeps it open and sometimes you become more aware of the other person having their own thoughts or um, insecurities about certain things as well. And I think that's what I found really beneficial in the... Um, like I've really struggled or I do really struggle with like the caring side and stuff like that. So having mm. someone else there that kind of cares about you or for you, I find really hard because I'm worried that like, oh, if I do something or um, like act a certain way, like it's not just affecting me, like it affects somebody else then as well. And I don't want to feel like I've let them down. And um, yeah. I find that really hard. But I think there's things that they might be struggling with. And I know, um, like, the person that I'm seeing at the moment, like, they've not um, been in, like, a long-term relationship or anything like that. So they're apprehensive about some of that sort of stuff as well. Mm. But we're able to kind of talk about that because you've opened up kind of the dialogue, I guess, rather than just the how's your week been type stuff. Yeah. So I think sometimes it is kind of making time for that and sometimes bigger stuff comes out of that sometimes it's smaller stuff I don't know but um I think you notice sometimes like when you're um like talking to someone and there's a dialogue going on when they start to drift off and you can notice that if you're like face to face with them or if you're swapping messages or doing a video chat or whatever um you get a sense that oh they're starting to drift off now and like then you'll be like, oh, why is that happening? Is it because I've said something? Is it because they're bored? Is mm, it because they've yeah. got something else to do? And you're like, well, actually, it might just be that you kind of caught them in a break. And that's why they were really like talking to you a lot in the first place. And now they've got to go back to doing whatever they were doing before. Yeah, really overanalyze it. Yeah. Um, why don't you like me? <laughs> just talk to me. <laughs> um, and it's kind of been able to flip that round, isn't it? Because I know like sometimes... Um, we'll get messages and we won't be able to reply to them straight away. Yeah. Um, And it's understanding that that can sometimes happen the other way as well. Yeah, I I really struggle with that. Like I do it sometimes when I'll I'll get a message and I'll open my phone and it will just automatically open to that message. And I think I don't have time at the moment to do it. Mm. Then obviously it will look to the other person that I've read the message, but then I've just ignored them. And sometimes I can like I, what was I doing the other day I was playing the sims for god's sake <laughs> and I got so immersed in the sims that I realized it had been like three hours since I replied and I was like oh my god but like if somebody else said sorry I was playing the sims I'd be like you're lying <laughs> nobody plays the sims <laughs> not anymore. for three hours <laughs> oh dear I was trying to get a promotion you don't understand <laughs> I uh, know I literally don't understand <laughs> oh dear oh, it's so engrossing it's ridiculous but yeah I so I sort of I know it can happen to me but then it's like yeah but don't you think it could happen to other people part of me's like no yeah I think it's just that it's the I guess the natural negative side of our brains as well of you always kind of end up in like worst case scenario um and i've had times before where you like literally jump from one side to the other side of the argument but you'll always flip it to a negative and it'll be like mm-hmm. yeah so your argument let's say um 
say okay say like the same thing so you sent a message and the other person hasn't replied or whatever so my negative side would be like oh so they're going and doing other stuff they're not interested or they don't feel the same way blah 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 and then you can flip it over and go um oh they reply straight away or, or you think oh okay they're busy but they'll come back and they'll reply later so it's all good oh but it's all good and like is this the person i want to be with forever is this the person like yeah the... <laughs> and then like even on the good side you're making it negative like, yeah like pile the pressure on yourself like, oh, I, I don't know if i'm ready to commit and it's like nobody's asked you to yet. Like... <laughs> you're like it's one message <laughs> but you start to really get into it and i think i i still don't know how much of the like the borderline personality the bpd side of like my mind that is or how much it just is there yeah um so like i've spoken a little bit before about borderline personality so unlike um my depression it's not um like clinically diagnosed it's just a thing that's kind of been recognized in like counseling and stuff that i've had and kind of pointed to but never diagnosed Mm. um but i do see quite a lot of the characteristics or the traits that come with that illness is things that um are i feel quite noticeable in myself yeah um and i think that can for me it feels like it helps because i can recognize and say oh it's part of this illness rather than oh i don't know where it comes from and a lot of it doesn't necessarily match with depression as well um so you can end up not necessarily knowing why you feel or act or think a certain way um i don't know how you found sort of looking at mental illness and how that's worked with relationships yeah i think um so i wasn't diagnosed with bpd until like just i think last june i think um but i'd always sort of thought it was a possibility and it was mentioned to me a few times um when i was in a long-term relationship but like when I was in a long, like long term, it used to just be, I'd be just hot and cold a lot. And so like really in, in the relationship and then I might be really distant suddenly. And it was nothing that, you know, he had done, but Mm. it, it would just kind of come on out of nowhere. And obviously it would sometimes cause a strain and things like that. And but I'm surprised it went on, like it last the relationship lasted as long as it did to be honest like with some of the stuff that I'm, I'm just like in a way I respect him for staying with me for that long <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like what what but yeah but um no with the kind of insecurity and stuff as well I think sometimes I don't know if I sort of I found in the time that I've been kind of single I've only sort of really liked one person, but I find sometimes it's just, it's so easy to sort of feel like you're really getting along with someone and then you like, you think, Oh my God, am I in love with them? Mm. And then like you take a step back and you're like, no, 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 you were just getting along really well. Like calm down. You you don't really know them that well. It's okay. But I'm like, do I love, am I in love with you or is it my personality disorder? (laughs) Do you ever feel like, because sometimes I get like that feeling of like, oh, I love this person. And you're like, it's a moment, it's like a moment of love rather than like. Mm. A, That's a good way of putting it, actually. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't quite because I've had um, like relationships before where I've had like, 
oh, like, I love this person. And you're like, mm. and then, but you're able to sort of recognize, it's a moment of love rather than like that ongoing yeah. type of relationship love. And I think you do almost need to sort of date a bit to kind of be able to sort of tell the difference a little bit or be yeah. able to, um, I, I don't know, be more articulate enough to describe what's going on with you in that situation. Because mm. then I'd be like, oh, like, when do I tell this person I love them? And I'm like, yeah. um, I don't know, like maybe not on the third date. <laughs> like, <laughs> chill. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of being able to sort of recognise that and balance those emotions. And I think learning to be single and learning who you are is really important as well um and i think i found like the time that i've been single some of that has been really really difficult but it's also been really rewarding to learn a little bit more about me and have time to focus on some of the stuff that i would not necessarily have time for if i was always in a relationship yeah Um, and then you're able to sort of recognize like it's okay like everyone is going to change when you're in a relationship like naturally you're now sort of half of a relationship rather than the whole thing yourself but it's understanding who you are and what parts of you are really important to you and what parts you need to keep um time and effort and energy for yeah absolutely have, no, I kind of feel the same, yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say, have you been in a situation where you've kind of thought that you've maybe lost elements of yourself or maybe sort of found more while you're in certain situations? I think the thing with, I've only had one kind of serious relationship and it was very long term. Um, and we got together when we were teenagers. So from 16 to 24, I was in a relationship and that's sort of like you do so much growing up from mm. 16 to 24. Mm. Like, you know, you have all these, you know, it's a lot of kind of first times, not just in the relationship, but as kind of a human being. Mm. You go through so much as an individual and then you've kind of got the added pressure of you're part of this kind of unit as well. And... I think when we were, you know, there were certain times when we were together when I thought, you know, I worried and thought, is it like sometimes I think the problem with being in a relationship when you're so young as well, it's sometimes you get to a point where it's like, well, am I still with this person because I genuinely love them? Or is it just that I've grown up with them and we're comfortable now? Mm. And it's sort of what's expected, I guess. But, I th- uh, yeah, I don't know, it's difficult. But I think, you know, you haven't even been, you know, if you're in a relationship from a teenager to an adult, I mean, for some people it's worked. I've got a few people I work with. I think one of them's been with her husband since they were like 13. Oh. And, you know, they've got no regrets and they're doing fine and, you know, they're really still happily married. So I think, you know, there's always that exception. But I think the only problem is is one of you or both of you going to have that kind of regret when you're older of, you know, I never had the time to kind of be by myself and just experience life as an adult by myself and, you know, figure out who I am alone. Mm. 
and I think that's the only kind of danger. And I think as, as well, like when I think when I was about 18 and my mum used to kind of say, you know, people grow apart, just, you know, kind of be aware, be kind of ready for that to happen. And I think that can happen. I think, but, yeah, yeah. And, and especially the ages that you're talking about, like 16 to 24, you're you're almost you're a different you're a it's going, different person yeah you're almost going sort of the very very top end of being a child to sort mm. of the bottom end of an adult you're you're going child to adult in that stage and i yeah. think yeah to think that you're going to have i guess the same things that you enjoy the same outlook the same thoughts be the same person um is almost unrealistic and it relies on both of you kind of moving in the same direction um yeah or having a really really strong base in the middle that keeps you attached even if you go off in different directions and i think that can be um quite hard and again i guess it comes in that at 16 i suppose some people will already know pretty much like who they are and who they're going to be but a lot of people won't um mm, yeah and a lot of people will change over that time like and I think, especially in this country, where up until sort of 16, pretty much, um, you're all going to have, uh, like, school is going to be your life for most people. Like, you've never been outside of, of school. And then you're going to go off and go to different colleges, study different things. You're going to get jobs, meet yep. new people, maybe move. Um, <coughs> there's a lot of stuff that can go on that can change you and the world around you. Uh and then if you've got two people in a relationship, um, yeah, again, there's sort of multiple factors and multiple things happening there that are going to change. Mm, definitely, yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, okay, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, but like you say, for some people it works and yeah. that's really cool. Um, but then maybe it also gives sort of a bit of false hope, I guess, to other people because it reinforces that oh look it does happen type thing when actually it should be a surprise that that happens and really nice yeah. and you shouldn't necessarily expect that at i think yeah i think 16 those people are 17 kind of 18 the exception yeah. yeah um and i really don't know like i've started um to try and i don't know sort of explore thinking about relationships in different ways as well um and looking at so for me, when I was younger, we had this like careers talk and um, the guy came in. I, I don't remember exactly what he'd originally come in to talk about, but they started talking about jobs and careers and sort of said, your parents will have just had like one job for their whole lives. So, like they might have changed employer, but they'll have just done the same job for their whole life. Mm. Um, but for you guys growing up now, you'll do a lot more sort of project work. You might do something for five years, something else for 10, something else for seven. You'll jump around a lot more. Um, and I wonder sort of in my mind whether you almost kind of need to sort of apply a little bit of that thought to relationships and not think, oh, like yeah. this person is going to be the person that I'm going to be with forever until I die it's like this yeah. is the person that I really enjoy being with right now and if it lasts six months six years 60 years like I'm happy with the time that we spend together rather than putting on that pressure that this has yeah. to last forever and that sounds like a really I feel really bad saying it um, no but I feel like that's more healthy yeah 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, I oh, when I look back at like how I was at sixteen, I mean, the other thing with like if you have a, like a really serious long term relationship so young, I mean, you know, it's going to be different. Everybody's different. It's going to be different for everyone. But for me personally, I feel like. I was too young to even understand relationships and I'd never questioned them, if that makes sense. So it just, yeah. you know, I just, I liked this guy and then he liked me and then we were boyfriend and girlfriend and then we just took it from there mm-hmm. and that was it. And I just sort of presumed I had this idea that, you know, you meet somebody, you fall in love and then that's pretty much it. And then you, you know, do all the stuff of you like buy a house move in together get married have kids and then you're happy and everything mm-hmm. but i think i think i was really naive with it like a like really naive and you know i sort of while i was in the relationship it very much felt like like it would never sort of fall apart so i never really thought about but what if because i thought oh, it's not going to happen mm-hmm. So then when it did happen and it did sort of kind of fall apart, I was a bit bereft. So, and, you know, I always sort of thought of him as kind of completing me, which is a really kind of unhealthy idea. And I think now I'd think, well, no, I don't, I don't need somebody else to sort of complete me. I know I'm I'm enough on my own. I'm complete on my own, but it would be nice to have somebody to like share Mm. things with. Whereas at that age, it was like, Oh my God, you know, I don't know. I almost thought like, I don't know who I am without him, which shouldn't be how it is, but it was, but I hadn't had that time to kind of, you know, learn what, relationships are like figure out what is a healthy relationship like what do I want from a relationship you know still being that individual in that relationship all that stuff and I mean I think I've learned more in the past couple of years being single than about relate like obviously being in a relationship you learn about them but Mm kind of about them as a whole I think I've learned much more about them and maybe what I want from them than I did in all that time going from being a teenager to an adult if that makes sense yeah I and you do refocus I guess it's all it's sort of after each relationship or interaction or whatever you sort of rejudge what you want or where you are and maybe it just kind of reaffirms the stuff that you already thought um but it can change that and I know for me like as a young person um at the time I was always thinking I wanted to grow up and get married and have like a kid and a dog and that was like the aim that's Mm. what I wanted to achieve and then being in a situation where I was married and we were looking at having kids and stuff and then losing all of that and going back to the start feeling very much like that's a failure and then yeah what do I want to do like do I want just to try and have the same thing again or is that even really what I want now um to the point where I'm like well I don't really know if maybe I I'm not sure if I want to get married again I'm not sure if I still want to have kids I don't know like I'm not open oh well I'm not closed to either of them but I wouldn't say oh I have a preference right now 
Um, yeah. And it's gradually about becoming okay with that and saying it's okay not to 100% no. It's just the like the things that you're taught as a young person is essentially like this is what you're meant to do, this is what you're meant to aim for and achieve. And It's as too you, simplistic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's like, growing up and finding your own way. And like you say, it's going through your own experience and coming out the end of it and saying, well, is what I wanted then still what I want now? And how does that sort of match? Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's when what you're kind of taught when you're younger, it's too simplistic. And, you know, human beings are so much more complicated than that. And we're always changing and learning new things and yeah I don't know it's weird I mean after we kind of after my relationship sort of fell apart Mm. I was sort of just like oh I'm never going to do this again this is too like this is the worst thing I've ever kind of gone through I never want to go through this again but then it gets to a point where it's like but you know it is being in love is an amazing thing and it is like so fulfilling Mm. and i like I definitely want to experience it again. Of course I would. And I think, you know, it's something that a lot of people want. And even though, you know, nothing's guaranteed and, you know, you're always going to have to be open to the idea that it might not last. It's kind of just something you have to sort of, you know, you have to kind of just risk it, I guess, because nothing's guaranteed and, you know, you it doesn't diminish all the other stuff that's happened. Like, I wouldn't have changed... I wouldn't change anything about, like, my past relationship. I mean, you know, when people are like... Oh, when it first broke up, I was like, oh, my God, I wish I could go back and not do any mm-hmm. of it, save myself this pain. But then, you know, when you have... In hindsight, it's like, well you know, I wouldn't, it's partly, it made me who I am and I wouldn't change any of it. And I did, it was exactly what I wanted at the time. So, you know, what, there's no point in, oh, you know, I wouldn't change anything. Wouldn't. I think that's why I'm just like, literally as we're talking, coming around to the idea of the like, trying to just enjoy each, each sort of relationship or interaction on its own Mm. because then you can more sort of look back and go wasn't that good rather than look back and go that was another failure um yeah and it's being able to sort of take there's obviously a reason for it finishing so there are going to be some negative sides to it but um being able to sort of look back more positively at at stuff i think um at the very least is something i'm willing to look into (laughs) yeah (laughs) any opportunity to feel a little bit more positively (laughs) but it's like you know the idea of like you know soulmates Mm. i just think that's so i don't know like redundant like i don't believe any i mean i know everybody believes something differently and i you know even when I was with my ex. We both were like, you know, we don't believe in soulmates, but we we used to sort of say, you know, the other one was the closest thing mm. that we could probably have to having one. Yeah. But you know, I still don't believe. I don't think you know they can't. There's they can't just be one perfect person for everyone because you know it's it's just too. I don't know. It it just doesn't feel real yeah like like you like i love i love the idea of it 
The idea yeah. is amazing, very inspirational, very fulfilling. However, it's... It's too that, simplistic. Yeah, and it's that idea that, oh, you mean you went on a night out in, like, the city that you live in and you found... You found your, your soulmate. soulmate. Like, so, in your country that exists within this continent, within this world... <laughs> Your soulmate lives 20 minutes away from you. That's quite fortunate. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, you're, the fact that your soulmate doesn't that live in... That was so in, convenient. Thanks, like, universe. Yeah, I'm like, wow. They don't live in, like, America or Bangladesh or somewhere. Like, they live in your city. Wow. That I is... I think, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I think it, it's so much... I think it's much more likely that maybe instead of just one soulmate, maybe, you know, we have a few just that we connect to and respond to. Yeah. And obviously, you know, nobody's... I, I don't think nobody's going to be made for each other, but I think, you know, you just... Some people you just really connect with and some yeah. people you you just don't. And Have you heard um, or do you know of Tim Minchin? Yes. Yes. You know the um like the if I didn't have you I'd have someone else song. Oh god. <laughs> and when there's like like there's bits of that and I'm like, yeah, like yeah. as much as you're um like in love or in a relationship with someone, if you weren't with that person, in all likelihood you'd either well, I guess more and more I think we're becoming more accepting um of being single but the likelihood is you would be with somebody else and i yeah. do think that idea of like in the song they talk about um like the bell curve and i'm like yes and exactly what you're saying like there are other there are people that you will mesh um with more you'll have um not necessarily things in common um because i don't always think that's uh, an essential thing i think you can have quite a lot of differences and but have that kind of strong relationship the yeah. communication and rapport um so there's going to be people that you mesh or connect with a lot more um so that uh, yeah the idea that there is one person that stands out above everyone else um I, i'm not sure about that but i think again you sort of look at okay there's actually a few people that you would mesh with quite well but of those few people right now, this is the person that I want to be with. And that's really cool. And it's yeah. kind of buying you've, into you've, that you've choice. You've chose them. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that's a lot nicer. It's not because, you know, we're destined and it's, you know, fate and everything. It's like, well, I'm choosing you mm. and they're choosing me. And I think that's, that's really nice. Yeah. Like, I want them to sort of think, you know, she's, you know, she's not perfect but i'm choosing her because i can't imagine not having her in my life kind of thing yeah Yeah. and i don't want her to choose someone else yeah no i think and how how fucking bleak is it to think that like oh you've only got one person for you and it didn't work with them well so now you're fucked yeah or like like off you go into the wilderness (laughs) you just got to kick around until you get to 42 when you're going to meet the one (laughs) like Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, God, it's just, yeah. um, I mean, I know it's like, I used to be like such a, like, I think life experience has kind of made me into a bit of a, I don't like to think of it as a cynic. I like to think I'm a realist. 
but you know, it'd be lovely to think that everything's kind of decided for you and there's somebody out there and when you meet them, it's going to be perfect, but it's, that's not, that's not life. Mm. And I think you've, I don't know, my view would always be that, um, like if that sort of fate side of stuff exists, that it would still rely on you taking action. Um, and yeah. it's like, um, oh, I'm loving the metaphors. Um, <laughs> the, is it, oh, I can't think which, ter- Terminator 3, whichever one that is, um, <laughs> where the, the John Connor character realises that, that the um, female lead that's meant to be like his future wife, like they've met before and different mm. things have happened that have kind of kept them apart. Um, and it's this idea that it's fate that they meet, but fate keeps on giving them an opportunity, but it's until they're able to take it. Yeah. And I kind of liked that idea of, yeah, there's an element of things happening and you it's can meant choose, to happen, yeah, you can choose but... to believe it's fate or it could be coincidence, but it does rely on nothing happens unless you take the step or the yeah. action or whatever. Fate's kind of sitting up there on a perch somewhere like, oh, guys, <laughs> like kiss her, <laughs> kiss her. <laughs> Or him. It's either yeah. one can go first. Kiss him. <laughs> um, like yeah. when you're reading a book or watching a film and you're like, oh, I really ship these two characters, and you're like, go on, go on. <laughs> That's fate. Just sitting there like, I've put this together for you. Can you do me a favour now? Oh, uh, yeah. See, I've just had the opposite experience to this with um I've been watching on Netflix uh The Killings. And um, I think it's season two that's just finished. And there's a male and female lead and they're the police detectives and they go around solving the crimes and stuff. Um, And they sort of build up a a nice rapport um, and a little bit of trust and sort of mutual respect and stuff. Um, Although different stuff crops up and it challenges it and sometimes they don't trust each other. That's kind of what's been built up over the two seasons. Season two finishes with a case being solved and closed and that's it done fades to black oh nice end to the episode all done and then it comes back almost with like a flash forward type thing and starts to like ram in this completely unneeded not led to in any way potential romantic relationship between these two people and i'm like okay i don't want this in no way have you led towards it so it doesn't there was no kind of build up yeah it doesn't feel valued or wanted in any way and i'm like why are you doing this like why is there a need for these two characters just because they're male and female to somehow have this romantic relationship that it feels like a cop-out doesn't it yeah especially when both of them have had other relationships through um the seasons there's Mm. and yeah there's never been anything other than and one of the things I liked about it is that exact thing, is that this wasn't like a romantic or sexual relationship. Yeah. It was just a male-female, like, respect, mutual respect and stuff going on. And then that, to cram in, like, this relationship stuff at the end, I was just like, that is a load of rubbish. I'm not It feels like a cliche, doesn't it, when yes. that happens? Yeah. And it's because not, the, thing, the thing you expect is all, you know, man, woman, spend loads of time together, you know they eventually get together that's kind of what yeah. that's like the cliche sort of what you'd expect type thing mm. and it, it is nice to see kind of relationships between people 
where you kind of you think it could be romantic, but then you're like, no, they still have a nice, meaningful relationship that isn't necessarily romantic. Yeah, well, it's like let's um, let's try and make it a bit more mainstream. Like Friends, okay, Friends. Like everyone wants the relationship between Rachel and Ross. But if oh, I hate us, Rachel and okay, Ross. In theory, everyone. <laughs> in, in, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, with, I know what you're saying. Theory, I'm sorry. I just, I had to, the I had to just get my... People. Get it out there. Rachel and Ross is the thing that most yeah, people want. that was, yeah, but the big thing. Then, like, if they suddenly gave you uh, Ross and Phoebe, like, what? Like, yeah. there would be no lead up to it. Just all of a sudden that happens... Um, like I vaguely remember there being that sort of did though in one episode the, didn't it there was a Rachel and Joey thing that lasted like five episodes or something wasn't there and that felt very strange because again that's out of nowhere no, oh, I, I love Joey and Rachel no. <laughs> why am I even talking to you <laughs> I love Joey I, I really I I wish it had ended with Joey and Rachel I think they were so much like Joey was so much I think a better person for her than Ross was. I don't really like, remember. Ross it was well so like insecure and jealous and like all that stuff. Like when she was, you know, she had a new job and she was enjoying it, and he was like, "I don't feel like I have a girlfriend anymore." It's like just support her, Ross. Like calm down. We're talking about Ross that loses his son for twelve years, or is it not twelve years for two years through two different seasons where his son doesn't turn up or something? Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> I remember watching. <laughs> I was watching something Friends related last week. That's probably why it's coming to my mind. And they're like, um, oh, "What's his son's name?" Um, ben. Ben, yeah. like, literally is not in two seasons. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. I've never even noticed that. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, dear. Just... Oh, I mean, it's not that I, like, it's not that I dislike Ross. I just think, like, Joey was, you know, their relationship was so much kind of fun. They were really good friends, and it just, it felt like a, I know, I think for some people it felt like it kind of came out of nowhere and they did prefer Ross and Rachel, but I just, when her and Joey were like, oh, we're two good friends or we're so close we can't cross that line, it's like, no, you totally can. <laughs> like, that, I felt like that was such a, I think, I feel like the writers wanted to take it in the direction of Rachel and Joey, but then they got so much backlash, they were like, oh, we better write in the you know they're too good they're so good friends they can't sleep together it's like there are loads of friends who end up sleeping together like do not give me that line i think that's the thing of just understanding like what you're what are you getting out of it from the storyline perspective if it's just a thing where that they want to have sex like you can have sex and be in a relationship or you can have sex and be friends like that's completely fine but it's the way that you're telling the story, I guess. And mm. I just didn't get the connection of, I didn't feel like it was a suddenly, again, I don't, maybe it's because I don't remember it properly. I don't feel like it was led up to with a romantic way or a, like a physical attraction. I just vaguely remember it sort of happening. Um, but again, I could, I could be misremembering it. So yeah, it was kind of, it was a weird one. It was like Joey kind of was in love with Rachel, but I think, while was was it when she was pregnant with Emma I think but uh, there was a bit there was like a season where Joey was in love with 
Rachel when he was really struggling with it. And I think Rachel didn't feel the same. And then I think it was like Joey had started to move on and he was seeing other people. And then suddenly Rachel was like, oh, no, I'm attracted to Joey. <laughs> oh, no, he's his attention's gone somewhere else. Actually, I really want it. <laughs> the, oh, but that's, that's another, like, thing, annoying thing with relationships. Like, timing mm. is just... Oh, it's always just like a horrible thing. Like right after like my relationship finished, there was um like a friend of mine had already sort of made it clear while I was spoken for that he liked me. Mm. And I'd said, you know, I I don't feel that way about you I'm, and I'm taken like but then after the relationship finished, we started spending time together and I realized actually I was attracted to him and I liked spending time with him. But it was just it was like a month afterwards and I was like, it's way too soon mm. to, to get into something else. else. Yeah, it felt like even though I really, you know, was attracted to him and he was attracted to me and, you know, we could have very easily just I could have just entered into another relationship. It it was just too soon. And it felt like it would have been really disrespectful. Yeah. And I guess as well as, again, it comes back to that. You were looking at, from what you said there, like potentially like another relationship. It's not like, oh, it's a hookup or something like that. It's it's going from something that's like long-term into something else that you want to be long-term. Well, um, yeah. And it's being wary of, like everyone looks for sort of different things and like I've got a friend that went from one long-term relationship almost straight into another one and I remember yeah. at the time being like I don't know what you're doing like whatever you do like support you and stuff but oh my god what are you doing I don't understand that either and, to be um, honest but it's it's worked for him and I yeah. think for me that was a real sort of I don't know I guess like a little lesson of actually like yeah cool it's worked for you but it kind of made me think well yeah different things do work for different people and it reinforced that was very much not what I wanted and I was like no I felt a little bit better about being on my own in some respects because like Mm. actually I don't want that I don't want to go into another relationship right now so rather than being like oh woe's me I was like actually well this is kind of where I want to be so you're, yeah, you're choosing um, it, yeah, it. Yeah, it helps you in that respect, which um, which is good. But yeah, I do find it's it's one of those like strangely interesting things, I guess. Different mm. ways people react and the different things that are acceptable or desired, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if it works for you, then by all means, kind of you know do it. But I think like um it could have easily just been sort of a hookup and I did sort of consider it and like mm. the guy was like he even said you know if you just want to be friends with benefits like that's fine with me and I was like but you know you've told me I think he told me that he was in love with me mm. and I was like I I wouldn't I'd feel like I'm using you because yeah. you know I'm still kind of up hurting over this breakup yeah I'm obviously not in a good place, even though I'm attracted to you and, you know, we might end up having, you know, we'd have fun together and all this stuff. Like Mm. I said, I would, I would just feel like I'm using you. Mm. 
and he was like no it's okay you can use me <laughs> and I was like no I'm I, I would feel really guilty about it I'm not okay with you know you might be okay with it but I'm not okay with sort of you know distracting myself yeah and with again, someone else that's the sort of working out and the communication because I think it's that judgment sometimes of what one person's happy to do and the other person isn't and I think mm. if there's that kind of communication I think I can think of times when I like I would have been happy with that sort of situation go yeah okay that's fine like yeah use me but then at the same time I think it's also realizing that if I think if we're both thinking or we're not exactly sure what we want to do I'm happy to have this friends with benefit stuff but I I do know really that I actually don't want this to go into a relationship mm. that then by us having this casual thing is it going to lead to your feelings like building up or your expectations building up when yeah. I already know that I don't want it to go any further than this um so it can even that can be really difficult and again I think it's that it's the communication stuff of working out exactly what people are after or yeah I don't know and I think it gets it's more complicated if it's a friend's situation I guess because you're working on the premise that you do want to see each other or talk to each other again in the future it's not just someone you've gone out for one date with and you know what oh if we hook up twice and then I never talk to him again it's not the end of the world because I've never met this person before anyway Mm. like that relationship you've already got with the person makes a real difference um yeah and I guess kind of brings home as well the effect that it's going to have on them afterwards because you're going to be there to see and hear that yeah that's true it's complicated I know this is the thing like like feelings human beings it's all complicated I know but then isn't that in theory the thing that should be the best bit I mean Mm. like a plant can sit outside and look across a mountain but it's not going to feel anything so for us it is about like those relations relations relationship up um those experiences together and i know um it can be really important to know who you are and have that time alone um and some people don't want relationships and that's completely okay um and I think another interesting thing is um, like the different types of relationships that people have as well. And mm. um, I remember looking at some of that sort of stuff last year with the um, the way you have a relationship and there's um, like the open relationships or multiple people in relationships and yeah. all of that stuff. I find really interesting because, again, it's something that like it's not mainstream. It's not really spoken about like. We're just about getting to a stage where people are happy to talk about some of their feelings. So let alone talk about like, oh, actually, like what I want is a relationship of four people and we all share with each other. And I'm like, okay, now I want to talk to you and learn how this works. Um, Mm. Like whether it's for you or not, just to hear about something that's completely different um, is really interesting. Like I feel a bit disappointed with whenever you see something on TV or like mainstream media around um, different types of relationships, 
it always is just presented as oh look at these creepy people that like something different and yeah here's these people that go to sex parties and wear weird masks and i'm like dude yeah. do you know how exciting a sex party sounds why are you <laughs> making it look so weird like just the idea of like going along with your like significant other and sharing that experience even if it's only the two of you together and you're mm. not kind of interacting with other people but to be around other people like that could be a really cool thing why are we not hearing about that why are we just hearing about these dudes that want to wear masks and or like the dogging stuff that they keep on showing oh like, my god oh. yes i was gonna say like the channel the, four program they yeah. had and i'm like right okay i'm aware of dogging i know it happens and i'm sure it probably happens not that far from me for whatever reason this program feels the need to put on the most ridiculous masks. Now, mm-hmm. if they're out wearing those masks, I guarantee you, people are going to fucking know where they are and who yeah. they are. Just, just blur the faces <laughs> or have actors play them. <laughs> just, oh. I can't. The the one thing I remember was um, what did he say? He was like putting on his perfume and he was like, "It's dupe for men." <laughs> and I can't. <laughs> And I can't, every time I'm in, like, Boots or Debenhams and I walk past Jupe, all I can think is dogging. (laughs) Oh, that guy in the pig mask uses Jupe. (laughs) All I think, like, I don't, oh, God, I don't think, that was like a... (laughs) Like a really bad, like, advert for it. (laughs) Like, our sales have gone down. Oh, my God. When you think of, like, when you think of Old Spice (laughs) and the really cool adverts they do for... (laughs) Jupe's got this (laughs) dogger in a pig mask. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, dear. But it's hearing about that stuff. And, again, I think that's really important to gauge, like... Is that something you're interested in? Is it something you're definitely not interested in? If you're Mm. not, then again, it reaffirms the stuff that you are happy with, that you want to do. And um, I I, I kind of don't think like a lack of education is ever a good thing. I always feel like the more you know, the better. And you're able to say like, it's something I'm into, it's something I'm not, or it's something I'm not sure about. Maybe I want to learn a bit more and then decide later. Mm. Um, and I just think, yeah, it's kind of kept really restrictive. And generally when we talk about relationships, it's always male-female relationships rather than same-sex relationships. And Yeah. Um, I loved, I've seen a couple now of the, um, like the tweeted images where um it's from like a a gay person and they're like i don't get straight relationships um like which one's the guy and which one's the other guy (laughs) (laughs) and i've seen the female version of that as well which i just find them amazing (laughs) just like yeah anything that sort of flips it around it just it really gets me i just Oh, oh, I need that sort of humour in my life. I need, <laughs> I need those conversations opened up. Oh God. Oh, I just think I... yeah, the relationship stuff is so hard, and it's mm-hmm. trying to sort of open up that conversation um, as much as possible. And if we're feeling insecure about certain things or whatever i think that's important to talk about and um yeah like i know i think 
when I think about, oh, maybe there's like that fear of like um, having someone care and then maybe they abandon you and leave you or you've become reliant on them and they go. um, Like, really, is that irrational or is that like a natural feeling that probably everyone has, but for whatever reason, I have it to a larger degree. Why, Why can't I talk about that or why don't I talk about that? Um, and actually talking about it, maybe my I, part of the fear is, oh, you're putting it on someone else or you're making mm. them worried about how you think or making them feel like they have to stay if they don't want to stay. Um, yeah. It's trying to get to that oh, stage where you're just you. happy to talk about it rather than keep it internal and that other person not know. And maybe it means they come forward and say, do you know what? I'm not exactly sure like where we're going. Like I like being with you right now, but I don't know. But then at least it's open and you're like, oh, okay. I, I kind of gauge where you are and where we are. And mm. um, that's really, I, I can understand it's an awkward conversation maybe to have. And it's not something you're going to talk about on date three. But I think if you're like a few weeks or months into a relationship um i feel personally like you're kind of gonna have to yeah have those conversations about i don't know i don't know that i would i don't know that i would want to be in a relationship for six or 12 months and then find out oh the other person never wants to get married or never wants to have kids or Mm, yeah I I don't know um like all of those things could be okay but like why why didn't you mention them earlier because there will have been an opportunity for that to come up even if it wasn't something that you wanted to sit down and go right just need to tell you this um yeah like it will have come up at, at sort of some stage and I think um yeah sometimes just creating that space I guess to have a chat yeah I think like with those talks as well one thing that like the abandonment thing Mm. like it's not just people in it's not just people that I'm like have feelings for as well it's like just everybody in general Mm. but I mean especially if it's somebody that I feel like one of my big things is like people that kind of make me feel special in a way whether that's you know they've basically said that they have feelings for me or they've even if we've just had like if we've just sort of been casual but then they suddenly sort of disappear it's sort Mm -hmm. of like how dare you kind of come into my life make me feel special and then just leave kind of thing Mm -hmm. it's weird um yeah i don't know and yeah I think it's like part of them. Um, I always just worry with relationships. Like for me personally, they're just gonna sort of get to know me too well and just be freaked out by how I am. Yeah. Like they're gonna learn too much and be like, oh my god, like she's she's too intense. Like she's too much for me. I need to sort of kind of get out of here. And I yeah, it's just like. I think, you know, everybody wants to be accepted and sort of loved for who they are. But I think it's just that fear of, you know, am I ever going to meet somebody who's going to overlook that kind of thing and still want to kind of stick around at the end of the Mm. day? 
Yeah. Yeah, I like I have um, spells where I'll I'll like I guess go into like a, a mini panic attack type thing of like shaking and twitching and stuff and um, like generally mine sort of comes on when I'm in more of a like a relaxed state, which is why usually I'll always have like um, like the iPad on with netflix or like some music or a podcast playing because i need some sort of sensory stuff going on but when you're um like for me a lot of the time when i've been on my own it's kind of when i'm sat on the sofa or laying in bed um but then when you're kind of dating as well sometimes you have that casual time with other people um and so with the person that i've been seeing like i've already had it a couple of times where we're like sat on the sofa or we've been laying in bed and like I'll start to shake and you'll be like you can get really annoyed about it and Mm. think like oh it's part of this illness like I accept like I kind of have to deal with this but I don't want the other person to see me like this or I don't want them to feel like they have to tolerate the stuff that I tolerate um but then the more you sort of fight it the more that stuff happens anyway like with any sort of stuff that we seem to experience you've kind of just got to allow it to happen um and it is that like you say it's that feeling of do you need someone that is willing to um i guess for me i don't necessarily want it overlooked because i feel the need to talk about it um like but maybe someone who's not yeah gonna maybe, maybe shame i don't you. want to talk about it but i need to yeah um and it's being able to sort of say oh this is what is happening and this is maybe why it's happening and um like it's not necessarily something that you can help but just this is kind of what happens and that understanding i think is really important and i've had that in different forms um, and different forms work and some are potentially more harmful um, but again it's about kind of having that rapport as to what works or doesn't work for you um, and I get what you were saying about the friend stuff as well like um, I, I've i had friends before or well yeah I've had friends before that I've been really close with and now have a very like just about existing relationship with them because you don't have that rapport where you can talk about some of the things that you need to talk about. Mm. Um, Mental health isn't something I talk a lot about in real life (laughs) with air quotes, Um, with like my friends that I've known for a a long time. Um, We'll talk a little bit about it because they know I struggle with it, Um, but not in detail. Um, I I don't want to talk about it all the time, but I do need to feel like, I can if I need to or I want to. Mm. Um, and so I, you get a gauge of, oh, this is someone that I can't talk to about certain things. And you're either okay with that or you're not. Um, and for me, some of the times I'm not. So it means that a relationship with that person to whatever level um, is actually going to be very minimalistic. Like it's not really going to, it's going to be a passing casual conversation and, and that's it. Um, yeah. And I guess it's gradually learning that that's okay. And, you know, like friendship relationships change as well. And um, like we've said that as you grow, um, you're going to have friends that you've known for longer periods of time. And some of them will be okay with the things that we want to talk about and some won't. Yeah, true. Very true. 
and yeah it gets it sort of gets to a point as well where i'm like well you know this is kind of part of who i am and if you don't like it then you know i don't really want to kind of spend time with you sort of thing yeah oh i feel like we've had a good chat i feel good about yeah good about our talk i feel like there's more to say um Mm. but um i wonder if i start to drift too far off the topic yeah um because i feel like i might cut this bit off um there's potentially like a lot of stuff we could do around like the um like sex and stuff like that would be really cool Mm. um and like what goes on in our minds and body image and stuff like that would be really cool to talk about but it floats a bit too far away from the general relationship topic um so that might be another one i don't know if you'd be interested in doing that another time yeah um we could have a think about that um i'm trying to think because there was someone else i remember saying as well it'd be really cool to sit down and have a a sex mental health conversation but i can't think who it was um but yeah that maybe be cool to go into another time as well because i think again like there's so much going on there around um like things that work or don't work or like the intimate relationship side that are different Mm. for different people and how you feel about like your own body or um things are particularly like not helpful at certain times as well so there's yeah there's a cool conversation there to have as well somewhere yeah definitely cool okay well it's been (laughs) sounds so like posed now doesn't it (laughs) (laughs) it's been really cool um to talk to you about relationships and kind of a bit of our own experience as well and I think, like we said, there's a lot more there to unpack and discuss, and maybe we can do that um, another time as well. Um, But for now, if people want to find out a bit more about you, Bex, where can they do that? Uh, You can follow me on Twitter, where I just post loads of random rants about things and the occasional like weird joke that I think is funny but probably isn't funny. (laughs) And... That's pretty much the link to everything I have is just Bex Helen. So that's my blog. That's my Instagram. That's my Twitter. It's just like everything. (laughs) Keep it all the same. It's really easy. It's nice and simple. I should probably just copyright it and just be Mm. done with it, to be honest. Can you do that if it's a name, though? I don't know. You might have to put something in there that makes it not a name. Yeah, maybe. We will we will see. Bexhelen.com done. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so thanks. Thanks for coming on and look forward thanks to for talking having me. to you again soon. Yes. Bye.